Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Hey everyone, welcome to the Animation Station Podcast. This week, brought to you by Studio Headphones. I'm your host, Josh, and today I'm joined by voice actor extraordinaire, Bryce Pappenbrook. How you doing, Bryce? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem. Thanks for agreeing to come on. Yeah, yeah. Happy to. So, Bryce, just for our listeners, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do for a living. Sure. So I uh, I talk in a soundproof booth like a crazy person. Um, I it's the best. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, I am a voice actor, so I've worked on a uh, a bit of anime, a bit of video games, TV, movies, commercials, all sorts of stuff. Um, I might I think people know me mostly as uh, the voice of Aaron Yeager in Attack on Titan, uh, Kirito in Sword Art Online. Uh, just recently, actually, a game called Dissidia NT came out from Square Enix, and I play Zidane. Some people say Zidane. Sorry if you say Zidane. I say Zidane, um, <laughs> who was the, the main character in Final Fantasy IX, but he didn't talk in Final Fantasy IX. So now I am the voice of Zidane. Um, actually, I'm, I'm back for the third time voicing Zidane. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I talk for a living. So, so we're gonna we're gonna have a fun little deep dive here. So, what was it like? What was young little Bryce? What were you like growing up? Like, what kind <laughs> of a kid were you? Were you that I, mischievous kid? Were you that like quite little, quite little sullen kid? Super high energy. Um, <laughs> I I grew up in martial arts. So um, my mom put me in karate when I was five because I was kind of small. And uh, I just, I really took to it. Uh, I was, I was a gym rat, you know. I, I loved anime growing up too. By the way, I would watch Dragon Ball Z and then go to karate oh, and nice. try to go Super Saiyan, you know. <laughs> One of those kids. Um, but definitely high energy all over the place, um, and and loud. I've always kind of been loud. <laughs> so, what did you want to be growing up? Um, I wanted to be a professional fighter, actually. Um, oh. I, you know, I mentioned I, I grew up in martial arts. Uh, yeah. Around 10, I started doing Muay Thai and uh, competed for years um, in Muay Thai. Actually, when I was about 15, I uh, did a couple casino fights. I thought, you know, my life is going to be fighting people uh, uh, in, <laughs> in all, all places of the world, fighting around the world. Um, <laughs> nice, nice reference. Um, that's, that's what I thought I'd be doing. And... Um, you know, I, I decided to go a different path. Um, I looked at, at my opportunities, and um, it, it's funny. As I, as I explain how I get to voice acting, it's, it's kind of all over the place. Um, so I, I really thought I was going to be a professional athlete. And then uh, I read a lot of Grisham novels in high school. <laughs> so then I thought, you know what, maybe I'll go to school. I guess you get punched a little less in school. So I uh, went to UCLA, studied political science and philosophy, and uh, thought the next step was law school. Uh, I was all ready to take my LSATs, and uh, then I booked a job, and then I booked another one, and booked another one, and I thought, you know what, maybe I'm going to try to make some funny voices for a living and, and see how it goes. Nice. Okay, so, so you like Grisham. 
Yes, yes. It's been a while since I've read Grit. Uh, okay, in, I was gonna in, be like, what's your favorite book? Eh, in uh, in high school, I I was all about it. So, so you wanted to be a professional athlete growing up. So, what really led you into the acting and voice acting area? So, I grew up in a, a family of actors. Both my mom and dad were actors. Um, my dad, you might might remember him as Rito Revolto, the skeleton dude on Power Rangers. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, and that's actually how I got my start in the industry. I uh, I was eight years old, and my dad was working on Power Rangers. And um, after his session, the director's like, "Hey, we need a kid's voice," and my dad's like, "He's a kid. Throw him in the booth," and uh, became a voice actor. So I got thrown in there. Yay, child labor! Um, <laughs> so thrown in the booth and kind of grew up around the industry. Um, and, you know, kind of fell back into it as a, right as I was graduating college. Um, it's a really crazy industry. You never know when something is going to take off. And you don't know what job you'll have the next, you know, tomorrow. You, you go through this constant state of being employed and then unemployed the next day. Um, yeah. So most of the job is actually just the auditions, trying to find work. So is that is that the hardest part for you as a as a voice actor is oh. is the auditions and everything trying to find that one thing to where you're constantly having to go? Oh yeah, I mean that that is the most challenging part of the industry. Um I I tell people if they book one out of 100 auditions, they're doing extremely well. And I I think about it like I'm I, I still haven't figured out what makes a good audition, like what makes someone cast you in a role. Uh, it's it's almost like shooting darts at a dartboard blind, um, and sometimes you hit the bullseye and it's awesome. Um, so I I just feel really fortunate that I've kind of hit the the anime bullseye a couple times over now. Nice. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm I I haven't gotten into that area yet. I'm still taking lessons and everything, but that is definitely going to be the hardest part for me. Is having to go through the auditions because I know it's going to be a while. So like when you went into it, did you know like, Hey, I, this is going to be like a long haul thing where you, did you get into it just to, you know, see what you could do and then it just kind of took off or how did your process go? Yeah. I mean the, the thing and the really interesting thing about it is there's no rhyme or reason. Like it could be a very long process. In fact, you could never book any work in your entire career. Um, but on the other hand, you could book your first audition. And I've talked to people who have done that, who have just jumped right in and hit something awesome right away. Um, and that's what's really exciting about the industry. You just never know what's around the corner. So when was the, like, what clicked for you to figure out this is what I want to do full time? Yeah, it's, um, it's hard to put my finger on the exact moment that I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to do this. I mean, I don't think I've, I've ever eased up on my sort of high energy. So it's still not the only thing that I do. Um, in fact, I'm talking to you right now from a tech incubator called Science Inc. <laughs> in Santa Monica, where uh, I've been working on a startup with another amazing voice actor, uh, David Vincent. Um, we, mm -hmm. We've co-founded a mobile app called Unlocked. And we're really, really excited about the direction that it's going and uh, have been working sort of tirelessly on bringing this thing to market. 
and we're we're just so excited at what's happening with it and and where where it will go very soon. Um, let's go ahead. I had uh, unlocked scheduled a little bit further down in some of my questions I was going to ask, but let's just go ahead and get into unlocked now. Yeah. So what was the main drive for doing unlocked? Because I'm a member and I know that you guys have a ton of voice actors on there. We do. We do. Um, so the real inspiration for the app was meeting fans at conventions. For a voice actor, it's it's not you don't get that recognition like you do when you're on stage. Um, if you're if you're a comedian or you're on stage, people applaud, they laugh. Um, when you're a voice actor, the director hits the button and goes, "Yeah, that was great." Moving on. Um, so, going to a convention and meeting people who have seen my work is my applause, and it's it's really amazing to see that work that I've done from this soundproof box in Burbank resonates across the world. And um, conventions have literally taken me all around the world. Um, I've been as far as Australia and Dubai and to the UK and all over the US and Canada. Um, and it's really been incredible. And I go to these events and I, I meet all sorts of people and then I would just get blown up on Facebook and Twitter um, by people who either couldn't make it to my event or missed me or, or somewhere else in the world. And I, I, I couldn't keep up with this. And Dave um, was exactly the same way. He just couldn't keep up with it. And, and it kind of is disappointing for everyone where, you know, someone appreciates our work and we really appreciate that they like our work and we want to, you know, contact them and communicate with them and talk to them. And that's the amazing thing about these conventions is we can be fans of this stuff together. And there was nothing out there for our community. There was no yep. real way to connect with fans uh, outside of these conventions. And Dave and I came together and we thought, why don't we just make it ourselves? And that's where Unlocked comes in. Unlocked is, is our our attempt to bring something that allows people in in the industry that go to these events that have the, the this fan following to connect on a deeper level with the fans um, and it's really working it's incredible I've actually met people on unlocked and and talked to them during the streams and then met them in person at an event and it's like we've had a conversation before like we've like the the sort of you know interesting moments when you just first meet somebody those are out of the way and we can just talk and and it's it's amazing it's amazing for i think both the people watching and for us to be able to communicate in that way with our our fans around the world so where do you guys want to see unlocked going forward we would like unlocked to be uh, and and i'll just i mean this is kind of the like quick pitch of of our vision for the app Almost like the Twitch of Comic-Con, where okay. you have this, you know, all these different people in, in all different genres um, with all different sorts of, of fans out there, all able to connect with their fans, all able to create really amazing content, and also to have the people that are fans of, you know, anime and cosplay and gaming and, you know, great artists and and all these things have them be able to communicate with each other, almost like it's this, this 
amazing digital convention that, that really never ends. Um, I think that would be really, really cool. That That's actually a really interesting idea. Have you guys thought about doing like an unlocked convention? Like an actual physical convention or like an unlocked digital event? Like an unlocked digital event. Yeah, I mean, I think something like that could uh, it would, be it would in take, the works. It would take a lot of coordinating for sure. But yeah. I mean, it, that would be pretty cool, especially if you had like someone like, uh, just going like with some of our previous guests like Mela and Jade and Kyle because I know all like all four of them are on there like maybe have something with them and then you could do like something with you and Mela um or Jade and oh god I'm trying to think of everybody that's on that thing there's so many people (laughs) um just just something like that and maybe have like a you know quasi convention with Q&A that would be that would be pretty interesting well without giving away too much of what we're working on um something similar to that could be in the works. And I think, I think the way unlock stands now, it's almost like, um, those kind of events, but they're just kind of sporadic. Like they happen, you know, when something interesting is happening on my end, I always like to jump on there and bring people with me. Um, and, and it gives me the ability to show people what I'm doing and behind the scenes. And I know before we started chatting, you brought up, I, I made a post today about um, some facial capture work that I did. And actually last yeah. week when I was actually in the booth doing the facial capture, I ran an unlock stream and I was able to take people in the booth, show them the equipment, show them what I was seeing and talk to them live about what I was doing. And I've never been able to do that before. That's that's so freaking cool, dude. <laughs> like that is that, like that's a, that's a really cool like behind the scenes exclusive that everybody can get with unlocked. Exactly, and that's exactly how we came up with the name, and and what the purpose of the app was. Um, you know, so, some of the the original like concepts behind it is, well, it would be amazing if we could show people what we're doing in the booth and show people what it's like to to be a voice actor because. The the question I probably get the most at events is, how do I become a voice actor? Well, Unlocked will show you the, the point of view of tons of voice actors in the industry. People that have been in the industry a lot longer than myself are using the app. And it's incredible for me to watch and see some of the things that they're doing. Um, it just gives you this really cool perspective. And I know I have it on iTunes. So uh, is it available for Android as well? Not yet. Um, and trust me, we are working very hard to bring <laughs> it out to Android. We get hundreds of requests. Um, I just tell everyone, you know, we have a sort of short list of uh, people that can sign up for our Android beta. So I'd love to welcome everyone out there to go to our website. There's a link there. It's uh, unlockedofficial.com. There's a link to an Android beta sign up. Sign up for the beta and you'll find out first. We'll let you know as soon as we have something ready to go. Awesome. And you can also um, connect with Unlocked on Unlock. Oh my gosh, words are hard. <laughs> they Unlocked are. on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they can search uh, Unlocked app. And um, we, we actually started with a small sort of budding community called Anime Unlocked. Um, so yep. I'd, I'd love to welcome everyone to join us there. Yeah, that's where I started Anime Unlocked. Awesome. I, I remember uh, sending that awesome request in to join, um, 
and then it just like exploded from there. Like, cause now like everybody's on there. Everybody's asking for recommendations. Um, it's like, hey, what's another good role that this person's been in? It's it's really really cool. It's a really vibrant community. Yeah, and and really the unlocked app is going to become that community, and we're really excited for that to happen. Okay, now I know that you had said earlier that you haven't really nailed that audition yet, but how do you actually go in and prepare for your auditions? There's not much you can do to prepare for an audition. I mean, I feel like you kind of have to be ready to go. And everyone who asks, how do I get into voice acting? I always tell people, well, practice, you know, hone in on your craft, do whatever you can to uh, improve your skills and, and become the voice actor uh, or actor that you want to be. Um, I was brought up in, you know, the acting family. The way I approach it is probably different from a lot of other people. Um, I pull a lot of inspiration from the martial arts that I've done. Uh, it's probably why I play a lot of characters that scream all the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I just kind of go with my gut. Um, I, I just go with what I, I feel is appropriate for the characters. And sometimes uh, it's exactly what the casting directors are thinking, too. Awesome. Now, uh, real quick, Bryce, I do have to read one thing. This episode of the ASP is brought to you by Studio Headphones. Studio wants to revolutionize the way people see headphones. Most headphones can offer you one of two things, style or tech. Studio bridges that gap by offering a modern Scandinavian design while providing sound quality equal to the highest rated headphones on the market for a fraction of the yeah, for a fraction of the price. Words, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I know. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy. Um, but now, I like that version of the commercial. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we'll leave all of it in. Yeah. Uh, now, I mean, I've been using the the Trey headphones. Uh, I mean, and honestly, the sound quality is amazing. Um, they've got nine hours of battery life. So basically what I do every night, I take them off after the gym, throw them next to my keys. When I leave in the morning, pop them back on, and I'm off. Nice. And they also offer sound transparency, transparency so i can listen to my music or i like i did today i can watch bryce on netflix in his role as cat noir and miraculous ladybug love because that show that's that's what i do at the gym because i'm manly and awesome <laughs> uh and you can easily be able to so you can do that and you can easily be able to follow what's going on around you studio is giving all aspers 15 percent off and free worldwide shipping by using the code asp15 at checkout Again, all you have to do is go to studio.com and use the code ASP15 at checkout. So don't be stuck listening to headphones that sound like they came from a plane, you know, those crappy free ones that they give out. Get yourself a pair of sweet studio headphones today. And I wish I could read. Reading and reading and talking are two completely different things that I have never been good at. <laughs> And it's great because I try. I I'm taking lessons to be a voice actor, and I'm like, oh yeah. Well, I mean, just the reading part's hard enough for me. Yeah, one day I'll learn. One day I'll. So learn yeah, now. I'm like, so like you guys, like I growing up listening to, um, I mean, all you guys like all the tsunami stuff, like like you said earlier, Dragon Ball Z, Tenchi, all those good classic animes, and I'm sitting here like, I wish I could read. <laughs> so, so maybe one day I'll actually be able to read and talk at the same time. There you go. 
Okay, so Bryce, you said that you really liked Dragon Ball Z growing up. What is like what other things did you enjoy while you were growing up, like animation wise? Or even not animation wise, if you're a really big fan of uh I don't know, we'll say Big Trouble in Little China because that's a that's a that's a film. Uh <laughs> Edger or Jurassic, something like that. It's like what's like what if I'm young young little little Bryce, little six year old little Brycey, uh about just got home from um all of my martial arts practice. What am I gonna sit home and watch? I watched a lot of cartoons. Um I, I used to watch The Simpsons. I mean I still do. Um Ren and Stimpy, I was all about that. Um I I watch Pokemon, um, so it's nice. really been a trip that like I played Pokemon Red and uh, was cast as Red um, in Pokemon Origins. So it's it's yeah, that was kind of a dream come true to be able to work on the things that that you did as a kid. I mean, my favorite game was Final Fantasy for Nintendo, like the original Final Fantasy. Um, so it's it's crazy to be part of those franchises. So what's been your favorite character to voice? I get this question all the time. I know, I know. That's why I ask it. Man, <laughs> it's so tough. Like, how can I pick one? Um, I mean, I, I talked about how difficult it is to get these roles. And um, I feel like they're all kind of a part of me. Like, they're all kind of like my kids. And you're asking me to pick one of my favorite, you know, the favorite child. And exactly. It's like a favorite child that lives inside your brain, and a lot of them are <laughs> insane and screaming. So how can I pick one? Um, I, I always take the cop-out route and just say, look at my Wikipedia page. That's my favorite rule. Nice. The, the ones that are those top five. The, those <laughs> are my favorite five roles. I mean, they're in no order. I mean, okay, all so of what's... them. Any, any <laughs> day that you're working as a voice actor is a good day. So what's been your favorite uh, project to work on? Another wonderful question that's going to be ridiculously hard to answer. Yeah, I mean, I, I would just answer it with a list of like 50,000 projects. Um, it's, it's so tough to like narrow it down to one. Um, I think I can talk about like some of my favorite moments. Um, okay, yeah. I mean, working on Attack on Titan was really incredible. Um, it was the first audition I had for Funimation. Um, I live in Los Angeles. Funimation is based out of Dallas, Texas. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I I knew of Funimation, but I had I had really gotten lucky to get the audition. Um, I was a fan of the show, and I was watching it. And I talked to my buddy Patrick Seitz about it at a convention, and uh, I was I was so just into it. It it really does suck you in. And um, he received the audition from Mike McFarland um, and asked. Hey, can my buddy Bryce read for you? And Mike's like, Yeah, sure. Have him, uh, have him read and and send me something. So the day I got those auditions, I went out and bought soundproofing for my booth at home so my neighbors <laughs> wouldn't call the cops on me. And um, I, I think something just resonated there and and caught his ear, and um, I was hired. So I to work on season one of Attack on Titan, I would fly out to Dallas. I stayed at Mike's house. We would drive to the studio every day. He listens to metal music on the way to work. So it was, <laughs> you know, a 30-minute drive of... Rah, 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 rah. And then I would get there and for eight hours a day just be like... Rah, 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 as Aaron Yeager. Um, so that was fun. It was really fun. Um, I mean, that, that whole experience was pretty incredible. I, I was literally being directed by Master Roshi. 
Um, so was a dream come true. Um, I also feel like my time working on Sword Art Online and Blue Exorcist um, and Durarara and I, I mean, I just I could just keep going on. Um, like working on those shows, especially like Sword Art and Blue Exorcist, because I got to spend so much time with those characters and uh, with the crew of that show. Um, so both of those are Aniplex shows and um, the director of them is Alex Von David. And hanging out with Alex was just amazing. Like I've, I've had so much fun being able to work with him. And if, if you go online and you search, I mean, this, this will just show you how much fun I was having. If you go on your line and you search Sword Art Online 2 bloopers, 80% oh of the bloopers out there were me. Um, so we were kind of having a good time and I say disgusting, disgusting things. So I, I warn everyone who's listening right now, you know, maybe on second thought, maybe you shouldn't go and, and listen to the terrible, terrible things I say, go listen right now. Um, don't, yeah, yeah don't, uh, don't go Station listen. Podcast recommends that you go listen to it oh, because it's freaking hilarious. It's, it's really, really bad search on YouTube and look it up. It's terrible. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Okay, so you pronounce you pronounce the the show that I can never pronounce. Um, when uh, you're uh, Masayomi Kita, it's it's do ra ra ra. There's a lot of do ra ra ra. Yeah, okay, a yeah, lot of ra. Like, I was like two exclamation points. Yeah, because like I I've never been able to do it. So like me and uh, one of my other co-hosts, Hannah, it's always like durahara durarara. <laughs> I I just I just went with just. Dur, yeah, because that's what's on the manga. I was like, just Dur. It's just like oh, I watched, you know, season two of Dur. It was great. That works. Yeah, it's just my goodness. Some things I can't. Again, my the fact that I can't read it, it always pops up. <laughs> so now you mentioned that you've been to a lot of conventions. Yeah. What are so? I'm not going to ask what your favorite convention is because I've I've learned from the last two questions. Yeah. How can I pick? so? Uh, what have been some of your favorite fan experiences at conventions? I've had a lot of really amazing experiences. I, I actually always get the question like, what's your con horror story? Like, what's the worst thing yeah, that's I, happened yeah. to you? And I still, to this date, I don't have like a real con horror story. Like, I've I've just had really incredible experiences with the fans and, and uh, you know, being able to explore the world and, and it's... It's awesome. It's really, really awesome. Um, I mean, I've I've heard some really incredible stories about uh, how people have watched these shows during tough times and and how they've they, it's it's helped them. Um, and I, I never thought that doing this kind of work would have that that sort of reaction that it would resonate in that way with people watching it. And it's it's amazing that it it has. Um, so I, I just feel, you know, I'm I'm always very thankful to be able to do those events and and go and just have fun. Like I tell people, like secretly, I would just want to come here and and be here for fun. And you know, I'm being invited out to these things, so it's it's awesome. Now, is that something you want to do more of? Is more conventions? Um, I have a pretty busy schedule this year, um, you know, on top of uh, I'm still working on a couple shows, some stuff I can talk about, some stuff that I can't. Um, and then, 
you know, the, the conventions already in the lineup and then working more than full time on a startup. Uh, anyone out there who has started a company probably knows what I'm talking about. Um, it, it takes an incredible amount of work. So, but I can tell you this, it's, it's all worth it to see it come together in this way. Excellent. Now, what is, okay, so here we go. This is, this will be a, this will be a different question. I'm Disney, Fox, all of the, well, I guess it's the same thing now. So (laughs) I'm Disney, Warner Brothers, uh, anything that you want me to be. Yeah. What is your dream project? So I've got funding for you to basically do whatever you want. What is your dream project that you want to do? I would love to work on something like SpongeBob. Um, I, <laughs> I am a fan of SpongeBob SquarePants, and um, Tom Kenny is just an amazing voice actor. I would love to, to work on a project that's just so, so fun and lighthearted and goofy and silly. Like Something like that would really be a dream job for me. Awesome. I, uh, well, I'll, I'll get I'll get Nickelodeon on the horn and uh, we'll, we'll make that happen. Yeah, later. please do. I mean, I've auditioned <laughs> for them a ton of times. I've gotten close, but it just hasn't hit. Um, I have a good convention experience. Uh, speaking of Tom Kenny, um, I was at uh, Fan Expo Dallas and I was sitting in the green room with my wife and my my daughter. Um, and Ella, my daughter, was eating a salad with cucumbers in it. And uh, he comes up behind her and goes, are those sea cucumbers? Ah! And I just like froze. I, I looked over. I'm like, oh, it's SpongeBob. And I had to like <laughs> bury my fanboy. Um, like, you know, in, in the green room, you got to remain professional. So I, I had to just bury that deep down. And uh, yeah, I, I was able to let that out when he, uh, when he walked <laughs> away. But I thought that was so cool. And um you know, to it's it's one thing watching SpongeBob on TV, and then when a voice actor comes up and and does that voice that you've heard, it's really a trip. Like it's it's so cool, and um, I mean, people have have had that reaction when I talk to them, um, and and it's it's funny to see it from that perspective. But it's one thing, um, you know, to see it from that way, but it's another thing to feel it and experience it. So if you guys out there are fans of voice actors. Highly recommend you go meet him at a con or talk to him on Unlocked. That's cool also. Excellent. I mean, yeah, that's I, – I, like, just from experience, I've, I've had that before, like meeting people. Uh, and honestly, this podcast, secretly don't tell the audience, but it was basically a meet, uh, way for me to talk to the people that I admired. So I was like, you know what? I want to talk to these people. I need. I should start something because otherwise, it's just like, hey, you want to talk on Skype for about thirty minutes? <laughs> and that just that just gets a little creepy. So you're like, but if you're like, I have a podcast. There you go. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, let's make that happen. <laughs> so um, anything right now that you're allowed to talk about, upcoming wise, that you want to share with us? Um, well, I mean, most of the time, I don't know what's coming up. Um, they don't like to tell voice actors things that aren't really announced because we talk for a living and we'll probably say the wrong thing. So they just don't tell us. So we just don't know. Um, stuff that I can talk about, uh, currently working on season two of Miraculous Ladybug. I know that a ton of people have been waiting for that show and, this season is really, really good. I'm sneaking as many cat puns as possible into the show. 
Um, Perfect. So people will love that. Um, and then the stuff that's out there on the news that's coming out in Japan, fingers crossed that they bring me back for. Um, it seems like I could have a very, very busy year this year. Um, wow, what else can I talk about? Um, this is always the most difficult thing. Like, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm just not sure. I, I'm, I know, actually, because I, I have thought a favorite character was going to be hard. Yeah, seriously. Um, oh, I believe the Blu-ray for uh, Blue Exorcist Season 2 is coming out very soon. Um, and that show, I was so excited when it came back because Season 1 came out and then it just disappeared for about five years. And they just kind of surprised us with Season 2. And the really cool thing about it is when Season 1 was coming to the end, it got ahead of the manga and just kind of veered off in a different direction. Yeah. And season two, the Kyoto Saga, takes it back to where the manga was going. And that really gives me hope that there could be more because there is lots of, lots of story left to be told. And uh, if, if anyone out there has not seen Blue Exorcist, highly recommend it. Really, really fun show. And not just because I'm the lead. It's, it's a really awesome <laughs> show. Um, and I'm brothers with Johnny Young Bosch, which we always get cast as brothers. So that's kind of fun. One day, one day he'll be on here. That'll that'll be the day when I make it big. When I get Johnny <laughs> Young Bosch. No offense to you, but John, I've been in love. I've been in love with Johnny Young Bosch since Power Rangers. He's he's a really awesome guy. He's also a martial artist. Um, I was focusing on learning a little more jujitsu, which is uh, submission wrestling. And I would wake up really early and go hang out with Johnny and and do some jujitsu and it was fun, you know, get up at 5 a.m., get choked out. It was, uh, it was a good time. <laughs> well, it's perfect for you. I mean, you don't need your, you know, voice or anything like that. Go ahead. <laughs> get that, work on that throat. It works. There we go. Okay. So now super duper stupid fun questions because that's what we do on the show. Okay. So these are definitely going to be stupid go for it i'm ready (laughs) prepare yourself prepare yourself for those so first off big question star wars or star trek uh star wars for me even though i'm i'm like probably one of the only people in the world that's not caught up right now sorry to say (laughs) i uh i have some movies to watch so probably shouldn't tell you anything about this last don't do it don't do it no spoilers (laughs) oh I have, uh, uh, no joke, I've been working really hard. I have not, uh, not really been to the movies. I, I did sneak out and see It. Um, nice. I, I had a, a little part on that movie. I was a little piece of that, so um, I had to go oh, see really? if I could hear what, myself. What were you? So um, one part of the industry that you probably don't hear about very much is called Walla. And what Walla is, is it recreates different sounds that they can't pick up when they're shooting. So I was one of the people in the city, you know, a bunch of people in the city, actually. And I was also a piece of Pennywise's voice. So they didn't want Pennywise to sound human. So they brought in voice actors that could do a bunch of different kinds of things. And um, they had us really kind of experiment on the mic. It was so fun. It was like me and Fred Tatashore, who plays the Hulk. And we were both up on the mic, and he was doing this really deep like growls that were so interesting. And I was doing this and they blended those together. And that's Pennywise in certain moments. 
So huh. if we do our job well, you don't ever know that they brought in additional actors to, uh, to, to make those noises. That's awesome. Like, cause I mean, I know, um, uh, I believe it. Yeah. I think it was Mela. Uh, she was telling us that she, uh, did Bruce Wayne in Gotham. Yep. And actually like she did some... I did too. Um, Jeez. yeah. And Mela was in that session on it. So she is part of, I don't know if she was Pennywise, but she was one of the, the really weird creatures, like the, the, the one with the super high pitch sound. Um, it was so cool to just see everyone because it was it was about twelve of us, fourteen of us that were in there, all doing different kinds of things, and and they were just experimenting with all these different noises. And when they blended it all together, it was just terrifying. I I loved it. Well, now I'm gonna have to watch it tonight and see if I can pinpoint people's voices. There we go. There it'll, we go. It'll be cr- it'll be hard. Look but closely. I'll, I will give. I'll give it the old college try. Yeah. Look closely. I'll get my magnifying um, glass out. Look closely in the credits. Then you'll see sort of the the actors that went into making it sound the way that it does. Hmm. That's awesome. That's see see kids. This is this is why you start a podcast. <laughs> so you can ask. You can ask weird questions and somehow find out that all of your favorite voice actors have been it a scary clown monster (laughs) there we go now uh going we'll just kind of spin off it what's your favorite movie um i mean i really like just like terrible goofy movies um like comedies um man ace ventura is popping in my head i know it's i know it's terrible um I really like stuff like that, like Tommy Boy, like the the classic, nice. just like goofy comedies. Um, I also really like Fight Club. Like that was that's still always mm-hmm. been one of my favorite movies. Uh, where do you stand on Starship Troopers? I'm a fan. I like it. I think it's cool. Perfect. Um, oh, I think this just came out. Um, there's an anime that's very similar to Starship Troopers. It's called Terraformars. And uh, I play a bunch of people in that show. Um, hmm. Yeah, I have, towards the end of the show, one of my, my favorite all-time lines, I literally scream the F word at the top of my lungs. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Well, I would ask for a demonstration, but unfortunately, can't do that. <laughs> I get you kicked Not off Not on iTunes. this show. Yeah. That's, uh, that's ASP after There that. we go. <laughs> Uh, okay, so what type of uh, music do you do you listen to? Um, I have Pandora, and uh, I kind of bounce around between a bunch of stuff. Um, actually, one of the latest people to come onto Unlocked is a chiptunes artist named Professor Shy Guy. And as I was talking to him, yeah, I've, I've been I've been seeing a bunch of those pop up. They always pop up when I'm at work, so I'm like, well, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, um, his his style is so cool. Actually, he came on and he played his N- Nintendo guitar and his Game Boy, and it sounded amazing. So, like, I, I found myself after talking to him and, and bringing him onto the app and watching him do his thing, um, I found myself with chiptunes plugged into my Pandora, and I've been coding super fast listening to that. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, so winding down the questions, because I know it's late. Well, for, for me, not for you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's just go ahead. Um, favorite favorite food? 
Um, I mean, he- healthy food or like them. non-healthy food. I actually, I'll just go with this: cinnamon rolls. Mm, those are good. Perfect. Shouldn't eat them all the time, but they're delicious when you do. <laughs> uh, and I apologize to any questions that uh, we're skipping for uh, our audience questions because that's our audience. Um, last question that I have to ask: Where do you stand on shortbread cookies? Shortbread cookies? I mean, yeah, I, I'm not opposed to them. They can be really okay. good. I I actually um I did a convention in Scotland and um had some really incredible shortbread cookies there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm a fan. Apparently, I have to go across the pond to get shortbread cookies because Jules said fantastic shortbread cookies in uh, England. Yeah, they do. So. They do them right in the UK. They definitely do. All right, Bryce, this was super fun. Where can all of our wonderful listeners find you? So they can find me on Facebook at actor Bryce Pappenbrook. They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bryce Pappenbrook. And they can find me on Unlocked, uh, which is available right now on the iTunes store. So welcome everyone to join me there. I will (laughs) always stream every Monday at 10 a.m. So we've been having lots of fun on those streams. I I hope you guys can join me. Excellent. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast, on Facebook and Tumblr at Animation Station Podcast, and on Twitter at Animate Podcast. You can also find all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and our website, animationstationpodcast.com. Bryce, like I said, it this was this was quite fun. Yeah, good times. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. You're welcome on anytime, sir. <laughs> awesome. All right, and again, I'd like to thank our wonderful sponsors, Studio Headphones. Definitely go check them out. Get yourself some sweet headphones. Because, I mean, honestly, I mean, plus they look super dope. So, for the Animation Station Podcast, I'm Josh. I'm I'm Bryce. I'm Bryce. Oh, wait, I should actually say it. (laughs) And I'm Bryce. Bye-bye, Little Butterfly. No, for real, that's my actual sign-off. Is it really? So it, it's my actual sign-off, yes. That's amazing. You, <laughs> I, I feel like then we should do one of these. Pound it! <laughs> I almost, almost punched my mic. <laughs> <laughs>